So if we can just talk now. Leaning into it like that. Yeah. Like no. Be, yeah, no, you need to be <laughs> on, you need to be on here as well, that's the point. No. <laughs> so as you would have heard there, there's a few things I need to address. Uh one is the microphone um that we're using. You may want to turn the volume down or volume up a little bit when I've stopped talking myself because uh we had to share a microphone because the other microphone um wasn't working properly at the time but that doesn't matter we still got a fantastic episode out uh it's my good friend lucy lord she is writing a cookbook herself um but it's more than just a cookbook and she'll explain that at the end of this episode um which is nice to get an insight into something that someone is so passionate about which is great um but yeah the conversation was great i asked her to pick out three books we go off on all sorts of tangents um it was just two mates having a conversation um essentially but an informative one for everyone that's going to listen into it i hope um, but yeah, welcome to A Need to Read. This episode is with my good friend Lucy Lord, and we chat about books, which is unsurprising. If you're new here, uh, just give us a follow on Instagram. It's at A Need to Read with the number two um, as opposed to the word. You'll find everything there from little book reviews that I do to picking out little quotes from the books and all the updates on the podcast. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I am very lucky that I just got to sit down with a mate and chat about books for an hour and you may or may not consider yourself lucky you get a listen to that so thank you very much for listening and i'll hand over to myself and lucy lord right now right don't make me speak about myself okay you can take that out too (laughs) (laughs) well you heard it here first we're not going to make lucy lord talk about herself but you are on a need to read and you are very welcome to be here thank you very much for having me first guest in person yes thank you very much coming on and doing it from a social distance of course for the corona police out there um but it's nice to have someone in person and it's nice to have a friend in person i feel like i've been on holiday for the past day yeah came down yesterday went for a swim this morning it's wholesome i suppose it is a holiday for some people because like a lot of people that live where i live just don't make the most of it no well all the hotels were busy weren't they yes that is people true people sat in the balcony 6am watching yeah. us swim yeah weirdos <laughs> But it's very good to have you down. I'm glad that I can have you on the podcast. Thank you. And I'm very, I'm confused now because I do most of these over Zoom. So I don't know whether I need to keep looking at it being recorded or if I'm looking you in the eyes or if I'm now just going to be like... Just awkwardly looking just down Just awkward, like looking down at the floor, just communicating. Well, I did with the offer, with, you did suggest Zoom and I was like, no, mate, I'll come down. Yeah. You've almost forced this upon me. It's out of my yeah, depth no, already. Basically invited myself down. <laughs> Mostly to meet your parents. Who aren't who here. Who aren't here. Yeah. So we've really messed it up and now we're just on a podcast, Why sat not? in the kitchen on one You've mic. Read a book? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just two bookies having a book chat. I don't even think bookies would. I wouldn't want to be re- referred to as a bookie. But um, this is where the conversation's going to go. It's going to go off in tangents. And the reason you're here is because you're a big reader. And I think you've got a lot to offer people in your insights to things. You've definitely become my sort of part time therapist slash spiritual leader that's slightly rogue yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like the blind leading the blind yeah most definitely is but um like i respect what you've read about and you've read a lot and you've done a lot to progress yourself as you like to remind yourself like where you've come from (laughs) may not be (laughs) the place that you want to be now and i think everyone goes through that journey and it's not necessarily as a bad thing and yeah. a lot of people are helped through that with reading. 
Oh, yeah. And I think same as you. Like, I didn't start reading until I was 24, 25. Yeah. I think I'm 30 now, so six years, which is nothing when you think about, like, some people have just read their entire time and it's yeah. no big deal and it's just something they do. Yeah, they don't need to make a podcast about it. Like <laughs> me, like, it's some new thing that people need to rediscover. <laughs> but I think now when I meet people and they're keen, keen readers, a lot of the time they've only been reading the past five years and it's just yeah. something that they've suddenly found and they suddenly latch onto it and realize how um, beneficial it can be. Yeah, it's mad. Like the, the way you, your brain can just open up from reading a few bits of ink on and then you kind of like go down, like we were saying yesterday um, with the Tribe of Mentors book. Yeah. It's like, it's um, a book by Tim Ferriss and it's kind of an interview style where it goes through loads of different people he's had on. And you kind of go down tangents because the more you read, the more you want to read. Yeah. And then you start rereading books. Yeah. And then it's just a never ending prophecy of trying to, <laughs> of trying to read all of these books and you just can't. You just, you're never going to be able to do it. And like there's just so fucking many on everything and there's some books like everyone's read and i just feel like i want to read the bible oh, like okay yeah and loads of like, i want to read about like religion what but makes just, you like, want to read about the bible or religion because i feel like there's assuming stuff you, you in don't there. haven't come from a religious background no no so like i haven't had that like shouted at me on a sunday i've only ever like, heard it in school and i just pushed it as hard as bollocks from like eight years old I'm like, I don't want to read about it, so I then believe it. I just want to read about it. So I'm like, oh, that's an interesting philosophy. Like, because that's all religion is, essentially, is philosophy, but just on a mass, it's just believed by the many. So you want mm. to read the Bible? What else read is the, on your to, to read list? The Quran. Yeah. I don't know if you can read that in English. I'm sure you can. Yeah, there'll be a translation. Yeah, well, that's what I want to read. Because um, I can't learn Arabic. I can't even learn Spanish. So there's that. Okay. Um... What else? I would like to read some Zen stuff, some Buddhism stuff. Is that a thing? I think that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, not bothered about Catholicism. What about fiction? Because we had this conversation yesterday. I read fiction, maybe like one in five books. Oh, that's not a bad. That's not a bad hit. I think. Yeah, that's a good rate. Like one a month. What stops you from reading more fiction? I'm oh, just lazy. But it's not lazy because you fire no. through books. So it's yeah, yeah. Lazy. So if I fire through normal books, but like, I feel like maybe I can learn more from a non-fiction book that will apply, like in my normal life and make my life better. Whereas actually in novels, you can get those messages that will change your life maybe more so than a non-fiction book that just drums in the same point for like three hundred pages, and it's just the same thing repeated. See, I feel guilty when I read fiction novels. Because I'm like, I'm wasting time. Excuse me, I think like I'm wasting time. Same as like watching movies. Like I'm not a big movie person. Yeah. I'm not a big Netflix person. Haven't turned the TV on in about five years. But like when I do watch something, I'm like, this is amazing. It's a yeah. whole new world. I need to read more fiction books. Yeah, I need definitely. to watch more movies. I need to do all this stuff. But then I just feel really guilty doing it. Because I think, oh, you could be, you know. You could be just like pretending to bet yourself by <laughs> pretending to read some pages on a book about like being distracted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or you could be on Instagram. Oh. I always think, like we said yesterday, when you pick up your phone, you lose an hour. Yeah. And it's the most distracting thing. And at the moment, because I'm still, I'm in the UK, but I'm still working in Sydney, but on a different time zone. So I don't have that luxury of 
not picking up my phone at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I, it's come, I've, I've come to realize how that. Uh, important that time in the morning is to just do nothing or to just kind of set yourself up for the day rather yeah. than reach for this toxic, horrible <laughs> toxic fucking box. device that just, just spreads anxiety through you. Like, you just know, to, yeah, love phones. Yeah, so we won't go on. Yeah, and we'll probably both go on ours as soon as this is over. Like, oh God, no, we've been speaking for an hour now. Give us a break for a moment. Go straight Let's just sit in silence. Let's just sit in silence That's for a moment. That's quite nice. Um, but yeah, it's funny. When I had the most productive mornings was when I was like, no phone in my room. I'd get up at whatever time I was getting up by five or six, just because, not because I'm like, oh, I'm a 5am club person, just because like, I just can't help but get up at that time. It's really why, annoying. Why not then? Like, what do you mean you can't help get up at that time? You actively wake up at that time? Well, like, my body clock's like, yeah, just get up now. Really? And then I'm just awake, and, like, that anxiety thing, I'm like, the day's here, I need to do something fun. I need to do something now. And when I was, like, getting up, reading a page of the Daily Stoic, and then um, meditating, and then I'd read for, like, 20 minutes, half an hour, like, I felt insane. Then I'd go and walk the dog. Mm. I felt great. And that was all without my phone in the room. And then the phone gets back in the room, like, oh, I'll just, like, pick it up to see what the time is, even though my alarm's just, like, gone off. Or, like, just, I, I know what time it is because it's on the clock that's next to my bed. And then I'm like, oh, there's three three notifications. Down. And I'm like, well, that's one delivery. No, I don't want that. I'm like, oh, Instagram, something's on Instagram. And I'm just, like, pulled into it. I'll just it, open and then I'm it up just, and have a look. Just, I'll just have a look. Next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock, you're still in bed. yeah. And this has just been six hours. He's like, you're all. What did you, you shared something the other day. It was like, you're all fucked up. You're just replace the, or yeah, you're all caught up. Yeah, when you've finished all your inboxes and it says you're all caught up, you're all fucked up. I like that. So I think if you spend so much time, you know, what's, what's the what's the saying? It's someone else's, e- no, your email box is someone else's to-do list for you. Have you heard of that? No. That's a good one, I think. So what's so your other email box demands? is Your email box is someone else's to-do list. So it's people yeah. generally asking you, "Can you do this? What about this?" Like it's very yeah, it's like true. A, yeah, it's a very like reaction based yeah setup, isn't it? Same yeah. as Instagram inboxes, be it friends or whatever. It's, it's a very like reaction based. It's someone else wanting like your time, your attention, or just some, your I don't know just services, whatever they are. <laughs> don't follow the same people as you do. <laughs> Great, I've been exposed. <laughs> Um, but I don't know what were you going to say I don't know you can carry that one well this is your podcast oh this is my podcast well I'll tell you what because we're stopping the conversation there give me your first book I asked you for three oh no okay yeah you asked me half an hour I'll tell you what I'm going to change it because you've obviously you've got the answers I don't have the answers alright what one book what one book do you gift to people oh Daily Stoic the Daily Stoic. Because that's an easy... Because I, th- I feel like gifting a book is a very personal, like... You know, you have to know them. You have to be friends with them. Yeah. Or you have to... Yeah, you have <laughs> Unless to. you're me. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're you you trying to, to get a first date. Them. <laughs> Here's Lost Connections. Yeah. You ever heard about but then depression? Where do you go? Yeah, where do you go for the second date? It's like booked you into some therapy yeah <laughs> like we're, that's what I'm interested if I had the money you're... if I cared about someone I'd definitely book him into therapy what your second what your second follow up date to you know his lost connections would be which is an amazing book it is it's an amazing an in- book incredible book but, but there's, there's a 0% success rate on 
my ratio of buying people a book and, and pulling. Okay. But it depends what book you're buying them. Really. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. I'm gonna keep doing Someone the good, good the good that. thing. Someone's gonna like it <laughs> at some stage. It's not a cry for help, um, but it's a cry for help. <laughs> um, no, you asked me half an hour ago, what are your three top books, and I said, fuck, I, I, I don't know. I opened up my Goodreads app. I was like, right, well, I've got, I don't know, 100 books here. I was like, it's like asking me to, don't you dare move that closer. <laughs> it's like asking me to pick a favorite child. Yeah, you said of, this. So I was like, because all of them are good. And some of them are like, oh, that was a bit. Well, I said that it. That was a it, lengthy <laughs> read. Or I didn't, like, I wouldn't pick that book up in a hurry. But they're all good books within, like, in and of themselves. So I can't just pick three, you know, top books. Yeah. But you said this and... But I did. <laughs> yeah, when you said about the children, I was like, well, you're definitely a better person than me because I could definitely pick a favourite. Would you be the favourite? Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I can't pick myself because they'd be my kids. I mean, if there was a kid that was just like me, I probably wouldn't even pick them as my favourite. <laughs> it says a lot about me. <laughs> so I picked... Um, I, I thought I'd pick the books that had the most impact. Yeah. Or they were books that were kind of pivotal, like spun me on a different direction. Yeah. Or... Uh, yeah, knocked me onto a different like interest, for example. Yeah. So I picked Ten Percent Happier. Have you read that? Yeah. Dan Harris. Dan Harris. Um, because it's written, it's a it's a book on meditation, but it's written. The author is very skeptical of meditation. Yeah. And I used to be very skeptical of meditation, um, and so that one's definitely opened my eyes up into the importance of it and um, just how everyone who meditates isn't a fucking hippie yeah <laughs> or yeah do you know what like they don't just sit there cross-legged and they they're not zen no they don't hum there's no incense yeah like, there's no there's no there's none of that like there's no mr bikram shit. yoga yeah. ready to <laughs> crawl up your leg when you're done meditating well, that's a bit controversial <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to a need to read um yeah, that kind of opened up my eyes to meditation and to understanding that not everybody actually enjoys it yeah because i despise it yeah like, I've done it for the best part of, I don't know, eight, nine years. But I do not enjoy... That's a long time. Quite, yeah. I reckon the first four years were very kind of intermittent. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, for the past four or five years, it's been like consistent every day. But there is not really one day where I wake up and I'm like, I can't wait to sit for 20 minutes inside no. my own mind. It is weird, isn't it? And and I say this often with meditation, like, do you wish you never began? Like, do you wish you never started? Because sometimes you sit there and you have like 15 minutes of just, you're just thinking the whole time. And then you have about three seconds of like nothing. Like, yeah, I'm meant oh to be God. meditating. I'm and you're like, here. oh, no, I'm back. Oh, no, I'm thinking again. And it's just difficult, isn't it? It's, it's so difficult. I've been doing it for about a year now. And I've been like every day consistent for the last like three or four months. And I've felt the benefits. Oh, it's incredible. It's changed my life. Like hands down, changed my life, changed... My perceptions change, probably my friendships, relationships, everything. But I don't enjoy doing it. And mm. I actually think it's quite similar for me, for reading. Yeah. Because I don't find it, I feel like such a fraud saying this, but yeah. I don't find it that easy to get lost in a book. Like, to, for me to read, it's like I've got, I'm like, fuck's sake, roll my eyes. Yeah. Pick up a book. And then I'm like, right, half an hour. And then if after half an hour, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this, then I'll keep going. Yeah. But if I'm not, then I'm like, right, I'm putting it down. 
That's it's, a good. That's a good way to do it, though. Like, it's not like it's not something that like I like. I love reading and I love books because of the benefit that they give me. But I don't actually always enjoy. It's not like you love the process. You love the outcome, and you're like means to an end reading. Well, yeah. most of the time, most I, I get time. that. I get that because there is some books that I read, and I'm like, I want to know what's in here, but I'm not actually enjoying reading it. I just find that you have to be like you. It has. Yeah, it has to take all of your attention. Mm. You know, like I'm not a very. Uh, so I'm a natural reader, I suppose. I remember picking up my sister's Harry Potter book yeah. when I was like 14 and being like, right, this is all over the news. I keep hearing about it. I'm going to give this reading shit a crack. Yeah. I opened it up, read the first page and I was going kind of from top to bottom, got to the bottom and I was like, wait, what? What's happened? Went back to the top, was reading the I was like, I can't remember reading that because my mind had just been somewhere else. Yeah, that is true. I find when I read like novels and, and fiction books, my my imagination is so wild that like I, I, I've got all the characters like mapped out, all the intricate details as I'm reading and it's fucking draining. Yeah. Because like when your brain has to work, like it is really tiring, especially when you're imagining a whole like essentially a film that you're just reading. And you're just like setting the scene yourself. But then occasionally, like occasionally, you do get lost in it. Yeah. And and same with like meditation, for example. Occasionally, like there is that like five seconds of just, just presence. Yeah. And you're like, shit, that's amazing. Yeah, that was nice. It's um with reading as well. Like people think that has to be for a long time to get mm. lost in a book. But you can get lost in a book for five, ten minutes. Mm. And ten pages on a book, like there's actually quite a lot of information to take in. Mm. You think about when you wrote essays in school, like you'd cram all this information into like two or three A4 like bits of paper. All you have to do is shrink the font size down. You've got a book and then you've got a 10 page essay, which is essentially someone's dissertation. I know this is going on a while, but you've just read that in 10 pages. You got lost in it. That's worth an hour of, of like hard reading where you really have to like concentrate and you're struggling. Like even if it's just 10 minutes, it's fucking decent. That's what you were, like you said uh, yesterday, earlier today, you said if you bring a book everywhere you go and then when you have those periods of time where you're sat waiting for something. Yeah. Like I likened it to stood in the queue to a supermarket. Yeah. 45 minutes and everyone's on their phone and you kind of look around and you're like, so tempting to just, you know, get on the gram. Yeah. Get on like emails, get on something. So tempting just be sucked down that porthole because time just evaporates when you do yeah. that. Yeah. But instead you're like, oh, yeah, like when I went to pick you up from the train station yesterday, I sat in the car for maybe like 15 minutes or like 10 minutes. And like I read like more pages of that book that I'm reading than I had yeah. sat in one go. Yeah, it's like little because I had like a little things. time sort of. We were saying that when you have a time limit on it, when you're like, oh, I'm going to read this for 15 minutes. You're like, I want to read as much as I can in that 15 minutes. Well, 15 minutes is nothing really, isn't it's it? It's nothing. And so it's like, I can give 15 minutes of yeah. my day to read a book if it's something that you're like, I need yeah. to but people don't. do more of this. I perceive the benefits of it. And I can't remember if I got it from you or um, someone Shmona else Hagen. wise. <laughs> yeah, someone <laughs> else wise, who was the, um, like, read 10 pages a day. And that she from, does that. Does she, does she do yeah. that? I can't remember if it was her or you that told me about that. And that has changed my life. I fly through books doing yeah. that. Because sometimes I'll do 10, sometimes I'll do 20. Um, but if I do a little bit every day, mm. then I fly through them rather than, oh. It's easy for Siobhan. She has to do that because she um, has like five books on the go at once. So I, it's like 10 pages of each a day. I, ha I usually have three on the go. Yeah. Sluts. Are you? 
Are you a one? Are you a one book man? No, I'm exactly. not. Like what I was talking about, I'm doing deep, deep work, and I've got my side yeah, side it. piece of shoe dog. <laughs> got my little thing on the side of uh, Mr. Phil Knight. Yeah. I like. So I you like are. You're, yeah, you're a book. I'm a book. Call. I'm not going to use that word, but you're a book. Call. Yeah. No. Like when I said slut, I was obviously joking. Though. Yeah. Like, it's all right. If you are, it's cool. Who cares? Me. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Oh, so you've is... got two on the go. Yeah, we got two on the go at the moment. We're yeah. keeping it. But then, how do you differentiate key. before when you go from one to the other? This what, is books we're on. Whichever about. I like the most. Okay. Whichever I'm enjoying, so I'll, I'll often finish one before the other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear the euphemisms okay um, anyway so the book <laughs> so that's my first book 10% Happier 10% Happier I think that that just it made me feel a lot better about despising meditation or not despising it sorry but having a lot of resistance against it mm-hmm. and thinking like I'm not doing it right or um, yeah just thinking I'm doing it wrong um, and that I just why can't I just be this like zen buddhist you know yeah they like, say it's like a thousand, no, ten thousand hours until of you meditation something, until you. you yeah. And um, no, with meditation, it's like four thousand hours, I think, for meditation to to have a, a solid foundation of like you're actually in the present. Really, and I would say that it's like pretty. If you start doing it after two or three weeks, I'd say you notice a difference. Oh yeah, you notice a difference, but you're not at like I'm a monk level. Like I can meditate through. So four thousand hours, you reckon? That's I've heard this. Okay, in my podcast of Propane Fitness, Yusuf was saying that it's four thousand hours, and there was a guy who sat there every day for I think like four or five years for four hours in the morning. He just sat there, just focused on the breath, and then one day his thoughts just stopped. And every time someone asks asks something. He could like really like eloquently sort of get his point across, but without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think of the past or the future, and he was just present. And it could be utter bollocks, but it's such a nice story. I like yeah, I like the story behind it. Yeah. Okay. It's like with a lot of things, like take everything with a pinch of salt because it's probably a lie. Well, I always. But it's nice to know. I like, think there's that kind three sides to every story. Have you ever heard that? Like, no. There's three, yeah, there's your side, my side, and then somewhere in the middle, which is the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've only heard one side of that story. <laughs> and that's the one we're going And the truth may be me like, meditating for like <laughs> 14 to 17 minutes average per day. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, I had so to push it, though. To what? Longer? Yeah. Why? Because I just felt like I want. Like the more time spent on something, the more you reap the benefits of it. And then, although it will be more difficult, the benefits will be greater than if I just kept it to a short amount of time. And I know people are like, "Oh, you you only need to do a minute." I'm like, "I I need ten minutes to actually settle in before I've even thought to about actually realize shit. What, this is what I meant to be doing." Yeah. So you're reeling off your to do list. By the time I'm like present in meditation, he's like, "And just open your eyes." And I'm like, "Bollocks!" Just got. Come on, I was just, just there. <laughs> See, I think even like, I remember my uh, meditation teacher in Sydney was like, anytime you stop at a red light, a traffic light, is a chance to like, just stop and just like, take a moment, take a breath. That's good. And there's a and lot of lights these, in Sydney. So. Yeah, there's a lot of lights in Sydney. And so it's like, it's having your 20 minute, whatever it is, practice at the beginning of the day, but having different ways to kind of keep coming back to it mm. throughout the day. Yeah. 
just the little anchors or like, like a snack, triggers, a meditation yeah. snack. Yeah, nice. I like that. Just a little snack. Just keep snacking. <laughs> so that was my first book, and then my second book you haven't read, um, "The War on Art." I haven't read this. Art. No. Uh, I think it's Stephen Pressfield. That's amazing. And what's that about? Um, that speaks about resilience mostly. Okay. So it's all kind of around resilience and like if you want to, kind of like obstacle is the way esque. Yeah. Same kind of vibe as that. Um, but yeah, it's all about kind of big projects or challenging yourself and kind of feeling the resistance but pushing through rather than just letting yeah. that voice in your head or that kind of. Um, I don't know, the first thought that will come up being like, I can't do that. Who am I to do that? Yeah, okay. You so know, much like, like probably starting this podcast. Yeah. Which three months ago, you came and picked me up from Heathrow Airport yeah. when I flew in. And you were telling me all about this podcast you were going to build. Yeah. And then three months later, come back to hang out. Here we are. I've flown you, you in. I've flown you in. <laughs> We've put you up in a hotel for the night. Cheers, like, Suze. Yeah, got your <laughs> breakfast. Like... I'm not going to say, Mum, I made it, but... <laughs> but in three months, you've done all of that, whereas some people, and maybe you've thought about mm. it in other ways, you, like, think, oh, I need to do this podcast, but you just you just never start it. It's like an idea that you yeah. never properly bring to life. Someone else takes that idea. Someone else takes it. Elizabeth uh, Gilbert speaks about that in her book, Big Magic. Oh, she really? speaks about creative ideas being... Um, oh yeah you've told that's where I've got that idea from I told you that yeah it's like an idea it's it's an idea and if you don't take and run with it then someone else will do it yeah and then you'll be like oh fuck I thought about doing that yeah and it's funny because she actually speaks about a book that she wrote about some Amazon thing it was after Eat Pray Love some Amazon book that she wrote and then she didn't end up writing it because of whatever reasons and then three years later she met this author or however many years later Mm. she met this author who had written the exact book pretty much that she'd had in her idea in her plans oh my god like they sat down over dinner and she was like I'm you'd be fuming well i don't know if you'd be fuming because you didn't take... no because you didn't tell anyone or take action well but you didn't no, take action from but it. you would be fuming because you didn't take action you'd be annoyed at yourself and it would probably come across in that conversation like, I had that idea though or you would think that idea fell on better hands like well, they did a better you'd job have than to be very zen to do that I think a lot of people would Maybe I'm more than than I think Yeah, you definitely are If I had an idea of something and I didn't do it for whatever reason Then someone else came out with it I'd be so disappointed in myself About this is why you just need to do things So I suggest The War of Art as your next book to read Maybe you could have three books on the go Like me and be a proper book (laughs) Can't even say the word (laughs) Go go on (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe I will so that's all about resilience and like pushing through and when ideas come and you you just don't take action. Yeah. And you know how when someone says something like, um, I want to learn to, I don't know what you want to learn, skateboard, for example. Yeah. Not me, but you. Yeah. And they just never actually take action. Or how do I get better at skateboarding? Well, skateboard more. How do you get better at reading? Well, read more. Yeah, how yeah. do you get better at meditation? Well, meditate more. Yeah, you can't do anything without doing it. And it's what is it it's about like when... And like an obstacle does present itself, it's it's actually there to help you and to get you past something. Well, no, I feel like Ryan Holiday's Obstacles Away is about um, changing your perception on obstacles. So mm. rather than seeing it as this is a problem, see it as like an opportunity. Yeah. And so reframing the day or yeah, reframing um, what you would think as problems or setbacks and reframing it as, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to move in a different direction or maybe this is an opportunity to grow or maybe yeah. this is a... Um, you know, looking at it a different way, whereas I think that uh, the war on art, the war of art, I can't remember which one it is, um, but I think that that book is more about just pushing through 
the resistance that kind of holds us back from doing yeah. things. I had that in uh, Mississippi in Bali because what was your I wanted to do a like a running like backflip dive. I'd never done one before, and I YouTubed how to do it, and I got up there, and I it felt like. I had like a stone in my stomach. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, and I was genuinely scared. And I was like, I'm never scared like this. I was like, I need to push through this. And you did. And I actually walked down from the place the first time, just jumped off normally, sorry. And then the next time I went and pushed through that barrier. Well, I think And that's I felt it. great. And it's... I feel like it's the coolest thing I've ever done. So that's why I'm bragging about it. <laughs> and then, and then the next, like, how can I slip this into the podcast? Yeah, did a yeah. Off I've had it's been three months. Honestly, I, I've been dying to tell everyone on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of like that. And then the more that you do that, the more that you like um, Susan Jeffries, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, similar kind of theme to that, but just a different way of framing it. Yeah, but, I like that idea of just doing stuff. I've always been someone that just does. Like, I just like doing things that are scary even if it like petrifies you like starting the podcast i was pretty scared to do it but i thought if i don't do it now i'm actually never gonna do it exactly i was like if i don't do it this time when it's here it's not happening it's never gonna happen so i just took i just did it people like oh how how did you like get the confidence to start a podcast i was like well i actually didn't i just started the podcast and then that comes later on yeah maybe hopefully (laughs) (laughs) i'm hoping so um but yeah there was a there's a quote i saw the other day actually it was like by picasso Pablo Picasso, obviously the artist yeah, guy. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Crazy guy. He, um, is the quote is like, when I have no blue, I use red. Mm-hmm. As in like, and I think what that represents, like whenever life presents you an obstacle, just take another path. Mm. Like, just take it as a sign. Just move on. Use something different. Yeah. And then when you get to later on in life, you kind of look back and join all the dots. Yeah. And be like, oh, that if that didn't happen, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's actually quite a nice practice to do that. It's like, think about negative things that have happened and then think of the positive things that wouldn't have happened if you weren't in that position. That Easy wouldn't to have do it in hindsight, though. Easy to do in, Easy hindsight. To do in hindsight. But when something bad happens, you're like, great, well, I wish I never made that choice. Uh, well, no, or it's like... I'd rather just start again. Or if, it's, <laughs> or if it's something that's not in your control. Yeah. Then it's like, I wish that didn't happen to me, but it has yeah and then I think when it happens at the time it's quite difficult it can be quite difficult or I always used to find it quite difficult to then you know if something happened if oh, I'm trying to think I don't know you know lose your job or something like yeah. that or didn't get a job you know mm. went for a job and didn't get it and you pinned all your hopes on it and it's like well shit now what and I think yeah. maybe five years ago you, you kind of get stuck in that you just get stuck in the mud a little bit you don't know how to move on from that or kind of uh, you know, reframe that in another way. And so I think what that book does, or books in general can do, is give you more tools in your tool belt to, yeah. uh, you know, reframe that situation. Yeah. And like we said yesterday, thinking of things, um, like if you have anxiety, yeah, a, a constant worry of like, this is going to go wrong, or all the bad things that can happen, if you instead frame that in your mind as what happens if it goes right. Yeah. And if you do that with every thought that comes in to your head... People can't fathom it. Then like, it's a different way of looking, and then your whole days are different, and then your yeah. whole weeks are different, and then your whole life's different. Yeah, and people might think you're a bit crazy, but that just goes to show the state of the world, doesn't well, see, it? I don't know anyone who said that's crazy. That when I've taught, when I've said to them, like, hey, this is my think... anxiety hack. Yeah. I don't think anyone's been like, God, you know, tragic <laughs> to believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
need my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that it's interesting to say the least. To be like, what if it does all go right? Yeah, what and how hard is it to think of it though? If, when you're well, in a rut, when you're like, what? What if it all goes wrong and it's going to all go wrong? And then someone's like, what if it all goes right? Like, nah. But see, it's hard at the beginning. Yeah. Like when you you're only get in practice. But then when you start practicing it, and then when you start catching those thoughts coming through, and you're like. You just start, it becomes more of like an automatic thing. You, you catch yourself thinking like, oh, I'm going to fuck this up or, yeah. or I don't deserve that or, you know, something. I mean, that's how my, my, my brain yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. To be able to hack that and be like, you know, why not? Yeah. What if, what if it goes right? Or yeah. what if, you know, what if it's the best decision you made? Same as like we said, you know, 10 minutes ago, framing problems as opportunities yeah it's like instead of like rolling your eyes on a monday morning and being like i go to work yeah it's like i get to go to work yeah i get to go outside and do that this. gratitude yeah know, changing it from that which does help massively oh absolutely it yeah I think changes the way that you people think. don't want to talk about it people yeah, don't want I'm to keen people yeah people <laughs> i don't like people don't want to talk about writing down like what they're grateful for in the morning because they they feel somewhat embarrassed about it and you know what sometimes like what you write is embarrassing like like <laughs> you asked me what was in my journal the other day. It was like, what one thing was I grateful for? And I was like, went swimming, smiley face. And like, no one's going to see that apart from what I told you and now people on and the now, podcast. now everyone who listens can hear. But like, I think that's a nice thing. I thought that was yeah. nice. Um, only because I was like, I can't believe your journal says that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's like... <laughs> the contrast. Yeah, mine's like, went swimming today, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh well! Oh well! It <laughs> doesn't it matter. Is... It's all said in jest, everybody. But when you, um, when you, I'm assuming you you had a gratitude practice then. That you yes. To... How yeah. fucking stupid do you feel? So so stupid, and you feel stupid doing all of this kind of stuff. Really, when you first start, if you haven't thought about it before. No. And I got this thing, so the six minute diary, and it's really like girly. And it's got lovely little quotes on the inside, and I was like. Can be for men too, though. Yeah, no, it is. Like, it is definitely for men. And just what my toxic masculinity happened before. <laughs> but, like, not that I really ever had that completely. I've always been, like, slightly camp. But, <laughs> like, I tried, I tried to go the other way with it. But um, I was writing, like, writing things down. Like, oh, what am I looking forward to today? And I started off and I literally could never put a thing. Nothing and then though. I did, like, what I was grateful for. And I could do a couple of things of what I was grateful for. Like, a bed to sleep in. Like, it feels really fake when you it start feels doing really, it really and pretend. forced and you put all this normal shit down like thankful for my family, thankful yeah. for my health, thankful and obviously you are, but you it, you don't but you mean never it. register because you you're so used to having it all. You it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. I remember like five, six years ago, I can't remember how I got into it. There's a five, someone gifted me the five minute journal. Yeah. Which is just one minute less than the one that I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, which um, I think is the original yeah. one where you list like the three things you're grateful for. And I remember thinking, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. But then I kept, I think by that time I kind of started tapping into like the whole reading and the whole podcast and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, Lisey, just give it a go. Like put your ego aside, just give it a go. Yeah. And for the first, I think, month, it was just like, I was so embarrassed by it. Oh, I was so like, difficult. I hope no one comes in my room ever to see this, yeah. let alone read it. That's when you see why like teenage girls are so pissed off if someone takes their diary <laughs> in films. You're like, oh my God, no, people are going to know what I'm actually the inside thinking. Inside of my mind. Yeah, people might actually know me but by reading this. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but it used to feel like a really fake, like, um, you know, you just 
there'd be nothing to conjure up. Yeah. But then I think, and there's science behind it, if you start looking, it, it starts re, like rewire your brain that you start looking for things throughout your day. So yeah. you're gonna be moving through your day and being like, oh, I'll put that in tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'll put that in. And the next thing you know, you're like, fuck, I've got four things and it's only like 2 p.m. Yeah, and do you know what? This is actually really interesting. This is gonna go completely off topic. But when you say about giving is living, yeah. I was thinking about this. When you give more, you seem to receive more somehow. And what I think you notice is not actually that you're receiving more, is that you're noticing that you're receiving this stuff that you take for granted all the time. Mm -hmm. So like someone does something for you because you do stuff for other people and like you give in that way, you're then, you'll like recognize that other person's like act of service and yeah, you register you know... it as someone giving you something. Yeah. And you know what, I, th I think I thought that in the shower this morning. I can't remember when it was, but that was a, a good point. But it's like up. your friend who gave us the most amazing cookies yesterday. And yeah. And she and because I bake and I I gift cookies like as frequently as I can. Yeah. I'm like that's taken time and effort and like a level of creativity to come yeah. up with the recipe. Probably try it ten times. You know, feel sick after eating too yeah. many. Have to start again. And then to kind of package it all up and just give it to us, just like, oh hey guys, by the way, I made you these. Yeah. I think God, oh, that's good, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah. Fair. That's a good. Because egg. you can kind of appreciate. Whereas if you don't bake, then. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's nice, thanks. Yeah. Whereas I think you, you have a bit of a deeper understanding. So unfortunately, the doorbell went and interrupted the podcast. So I tried to attempt to do like a seamless introduction back into it. Um, and you can hear that right now. So um, just for authenticity purposes, the doorbell just went. So um, Some new skateboard wheels. Some new skateboard wheels, actually, because um, I'm going on a skate weekend this week. In podcast land, like three weekends ago, I went. So you probably all saw it anyway. <laughs> this is my seamless introduction back into the podcast. <laughs> so we're speaking about cookies. We're speaking about cookies, yeah. And can you stop moving that towards me? And it's the microphone we're I talking know. about here, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that was my second book. <laughs> the cookies. The cookies. No, your second book was um, the War the and Art. Art. War of Art. And then my third one. I think I was torn, but I think it would have to be if if I'm going on things that made the biggest difference. Um, Ryan Holiday's Ego is the Enemy. Yeah. Yeah, and that is my sec. That's my second book to gift. But you have to like. I you have to really know someone to give them that because they someone. they might be offended. Because they might be like. Because they oh, see ego as a negative oh, thing. What are you trying though. to say? Yeah. Like. He's a, that everyone you're needs a prick. To read this. <laughs> <laughs> everyone um, needs to read it, but like it. you're also a bit of a prick, maybe. But it, that was the first book that introduced me to Ryan Holiday's work. Yeah. Who I'm a big fan of. Big big fan. So. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. What, what did you take from it like the most? What was your sort of main uh, understanding? Or? I think that I think sometimes we frame ego to be a bad thing, yeah. as in when you think of someone who's ego, like who's ego driven, it's you know I am the best, I am the best. But it's actually ego is also the voice that tells you that you can't do stuff. Yeah. Which I would have never, um, I would have never paired that before. Like this kind of negative self, um, self depreciative voice yeah. that everyone has I think. the ego just wants <laughs> to protect the vessel that carries it which is you yeah. essentially yeah like, or it's, it's separating yourself from your ego and yourself 
from yourself. Yeah, the, the ego is very much like I, I, I kind of thing. And so I think it gave me a different perspective on ego because I thought, well, I don't have an ego because I've never really thought like, oh, I'm the best at this or no. I'm better than you or what I would assume would be e- like, that's what I would yeah. think of as egotistical. Um, or ego driven whereas actually everybody has an ego and yeah. the ego for me would be more so like um you know you can't do that you're not good at that Who yeah you think you can go and you know yeah or being in a yoga like a yoga class and being like you're so shit at this you know that yeah, would I also know be that's also part of ego so it kind of reframed the way that i thought of ego and also made me think that you can't really get rid of it yeah and it's not something that you should strive to get rid of but rather just kind of accept and recognize, like become aware yeah. of it. And then by becoming aware of it, you remove its power because yeah. then you can kind of stand back and think, okay, well, that's not, that's not real. That's not true. Like I'll, I don't know, say I'll be in a yoga room, cheese yeah. reference again and doing, I don't know, it's whatever um, asana or whatever pose. And then my go-to thought would be like, you are shit at this. Like you always, I don't know, knock yourself yeah. off balance or something like that. But rather than expecting that voice to not be there, the removal, the removal of ego, it's a kind of recognition of that and then kind of, you know, altering it and being like, well, that's just my ego speaking. Yeah, so sort of living like and, ig- it. yeah, acknowledge it, but also just be like, it's literally a thought and it can't hurt me. You are and not it, your thoughts. Like, you are not your thoughts. Yeah, so it's just, it's just a thought that comes through and it's not, so, it, it feels very real, but it's not yeah. true. It's real, but not true. People can't it's a like real an... thought. It's my thought, and it feels very real, but it's not true. No, and it's not an objective thing. And I think people um, really like listen to the voice in their head. Absolutely, but they go through life. If there's ever a test to like, or do you know? Do you know when you ask someone, it's like, yeah, you know that voice in your head, and they kind of look at you like, nah, mate, what are you on about? Yeah, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, I don't get <laughs> those was, people. Yeah, or that. That's how I I think I went through most of my life until I was, I don't know, 23, 24. Yeah. And then kind of realized like, oh shit, I have some sort of control or I can have some sort of control over yeah. what's going on inside my head. And not necessarily control in a sense of like, you you can tie this thing down. It's a control in a sense of like, you can just a lion tamer doesn't actually touch it, but sort of moves around it. Like a lion tamer? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, that was slightly more aggressive than I'd hoped, but that's what came out. Okay, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say mine's a lion <laughs> um, tamer. Like a dolphin trainer, maybe. <laughs> Fuck SeaWorld. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they just sort of, they move around in it quite fluidly with your ego. You can't wrestle it because that's when... Yeah, you can't wrestle it down. And trying to trying to actively stop the sort, it's like going back to gratitude, you know, rather than pra- genuinely practicing gratitude, whereas in, like, you've... You f- you you're meant to kind of feel, um, you know how it makes you feel, yeah, and then kind of you know embody that feeling. You kind of think, come on, be grateful, be yeah. grateful. You've got a fucking job, yeah. You know, you almost kind of bully yourself into it when you try and control it and restrain it and strangle it down. Yeah, that's that is very true. There's something that's just popped into my head about the gratitude thing, mm. and if you listen to the Sam Harris gratitude talk that he does on his app. Uh, I don't know. I am a big fan of Sam Harris, and, and I've, list- I've got his app, but I don't know if I listened to that one. He always, he says that when he's at dinner with his family, and if if everyone's on their phones or if everyone's just like not speaking to each other, he just like for a moment just sort of imagines he was dead, and he wasn't there, 
and they're all there. Just then, the the three, his wife and his other two daughters, or whatever, his daughter and son, I don't know. Um, and he just imagines that he was dead. And then he's like, and then I'd really like like being around my family and I want to talk to them way more and like make the most of it. Mm. And it's I think gratitude is like, if you think of anything you'd you'd grieve the loss of, you can be grateful for it. Yeah, if you want to practice gratitude, imagine a life without it. Yeah. But it's like we said the other day, you know, I keep having these random moments of just appreciation. Yeah. When, you know, you're walking through the park and you just kind of stop and you're like, fuck, this is a really nice day. Yeah, and, and, you and, and you're not caught up in your phone. <laughs> you're not caught up in your phone. You're not caught up in anything. You're not listening to music. And you just kind of stop. And you're like, this is a really, really nice day. Like, um, you know, you just feel random like, yeah. bursts of just true appreciation and gratitude. Yeah. And happiness. Yeah. It's It's such a nice feeling and the annoying thing is i judge myself for getting that feeling i'm like it's yeah, crazy do you think crazy i'm like weirdo oh i think <laughs> fuck because i think i spent probably 24 years without feeling that yeah no <laughs> or and, like trying to but chase that's what it. i mean is like i would feel like you know trying to chase it or think well happiness is you know this or it's that or it's something external or it's something related to you know money or success or all the kind of yeah. normal social norms that we're fed whereas actually it's just fucking sat there with a cup of coffee on a, you know, sunny day and, and yeah. not having any distractions. That, to me, is like pure bliss. Have you ever read any poetry? Um, I've read Alain de Botton's, uh, uh, what's it called, Sto- Love Stories, Love Poems, yeah. I think. Because I feel like poetry... Which is, a st- which is more a story than a poem. So it's a story then. Well, yeah, it's more a story It's a love than... story, it's not a love poem. <laughs> but no, but it, okay. I've, I've got a book of like poetry by a guy called like young pueblo he's got a sick name um, and yeah, it's called yeah, inward yeah. yeah um i'll show it to you after this but like there's just loads of like little poems and some of them are really shit and they completely miss the point well they're me. not shit they're well they're not shit like for me they don't resonate and some of them are so powerful and, and i read it and then i get that feeling that i do when i look at this guy and i'm like grateful i'm like wow i'm really grateful for like this person's art yeah well, and like their words life, yeah um, i'm trying to think i do have i do someone once gifted um gave me a book of it yeah it was a book like a poetry book i can't remember mm. who it was um but that was very that was like the milk and honey have you heard of that no oh God, i can't think of the name but it was like the person who does milk and honey i think rupee rupee oh Ru- um yeah rupee kapoor or something yes, yeah yeah that's or, the one or, and or, that's or a quart, beautiful quart. book where it's yeah. just like each page is just a different passage on i always think would i be able to write something like that have you tried no i should probably try but I feel like sometimes I can list stuff out, like the way that Matt Haig writes. I like that because I yeah, feel like I could good. write a little couple of funny paragraphs. His book, about actually, something. his book should have been in my one of his books. Oh, yeah, been I'm in surprised my it's not actually. When you think, to be fair, when I think of authors that I feel like you like, it's Matt Haig, Johan Hari, and Ryan Holiday. Okay, so stoicism, depression, anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> life, <laughs> yeah. life summed up. Okay. Yeah, Matt Haig should have been in there. I think uh, Notes on the Nervous Planet. Amazing. So, and that's so like, I tried to not buy books, like physical books, because then when you, if you travel around and stuff, it just kind of weighs you down. Yeah. So if you have a really good library, big fan of that. Um, but his, but Matt Haig's books are always one that I buy a hard copy of. Yeah. Because I feel like they're just... Support the author. Well, support the author, yeah, of course. But they're just books that you can have the entire time and they're just kind of yeah. timeless. Whereas a lot of books you read... And then, like, you'll buy them, read them, pass them forward. Or yeah. buy them, read them, 
they have a lot of those like book donation kind of yes yeah, yeah. Um, halls in bondi so you just kind of do that and exchange books but his books are ones that i actively buy and keep yeah just in case just just in case just in case you want to read it again but just because they're kind of, it's kind of like oprah's book um uh, what I know, I think, is the title. Yes, of it. yeah. Did you, have you have you? What read I know it? for sure. What I know for sure. Who spoke to me about Sinead, Sh- um, um, Sinead or Siobhan, Siobhan? One of them. Yeah, and she told me about that book actually, Siobhan. And it's one of those books where you can just pick it up, open it at a random page. It's not a story. Yeah. It's not a kind of start to finish book. It's just one where you pick up and you can just read little snippets here and there. Yeah. What and she's just like, like what an example of what kind of thing? Um. Well, just examples like. Of what she knows best. <laughs> <laughs> what she knows for, for sure. Just gonna, for sure. Just going to move the words in the title in a different way. Like It's just um, way Oprah's know for sure what. But no, it's like the way that she'll, like, she'll speak about um, family or friends. And yeah. she'll be like, it'll be like a reflection on the day. Almost like a, it feel, kind of feels like you're reading a journal oh, Okay, entry. yeah. And it's like, well, what I know for sure is da 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 da. Yeah. And is it all objective? Is it all subjective, but just nice? Well, it's all obviously from her point of view because she's written it. Yeah, fair enough. But it'll be like reframing things and that she'll speak about her sex success and being like, what I know for sure is that it's not about, you know, the money. It's about what you're giving to other people. Yeah, it's very true. What you're passing forward to other people. And then you get billions. It's a very good good feel-good book. Yeah, okay, nice. How do we get there? I don't know. Matt Haig. Matt Haig, yeah, we love a bit of Matt Haig. Yeah. Have you read anything by Malcolm Gladwell? No. I think I think you'll like you need to. What books have you written? Uh, David and Goliath, Outliers, Talking Strangers, Blink. No. Oh, I've heard um, of Blink. That's what I'm going to do for my next book club. I okay. think is one of the Malcolm Gladwell books that I haven't read. Okay. I just love him as an author. Um, Why? He just tells a fucking good story, and like supports it with like obscure facts that are really really like obvious that they're there, but not obvious that they're there. Okay. So like they're ignored, but they're blatant. So like it would be very easy to find it if you wanted to find it, but no one talks about these facts, about like um, ones like people with dyslexia doing better out of school than those that didn't have it because they're t- like from an early age academically they can't keep up, so they have to stand out. They have to like present in class more and like like be the class clown. So like Jamie Oliver is dyslexic. And he was brave enough to like stand up against government in terms of like school meals yeah. and stuff like that. Um, there's someone else who's dyslexic. It's like super, super successful. Um, there was there was loads of examples. I almost feel like I want to Google it. Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to Google it actually. It. Yeah. No, I'll I can't just take be bothered. Your word from it. I'll read yeah. The book. I'll read um, book. That's David and Goliath. That book. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any other favorite authors? Um, really like Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book Big Magic so she wrote Eat Pray Love yeah. which is like quite a, was airy a fairy. Very, it's not airy fairy no <laughs> it's not airy fairy but it's quite a well known a little bit cliche you know yeah. when you go to Bali people are like oh Eat Pray Love you Eat know, Pray Love bro finding yourself yeah but um, it's all stuff that's cliche but like cliches are true so <laughs> <laughs> but her book the um, Big Magic is really really good around I think it's based from the perspective of a writer writing books like fictions and stuff yeah but all about like cap how like capturing your ideas because yeah. you know kind of like because uh, you know like each day you'll have a number of ideas that just kind of come in and come out yeah and the good what like some of them stick 
Yeah. There's so many little ones that just kind of slip in and slip out. Yeah. And so it's all about kind of catching them and doing stuff with them rather than just, you know, moving through your days if it's just, you know, just kind of coasting through. Yeah. And thinking, oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Yeah, but I not feel, actually yeah. doing that. So that's a good one. Um, who else? Alchemist was a good book. That was more yeah. like a fiction book. What other novels have you been... What have you read this year, novel-wise, that like stood out as a good one? Or have you... What, fiction? Yeah, because we started talking about that. Oh, that I need to start, read more fiction. Um, I need to read, would you say? I need to read, yeah. <laughs> I need to read more fiction. Um, yeah, I feel guilty reading fiction. I feel really guilty reading it. Yeah, we need to Because I feel that. like... I feel like I'm... Could be doing... I feel like I could be doing other stuff with that time that is like in the kind of self-development yeah you know building self-dev bro yeah whereas actually fiction books same with like taking time out movies all these kind of other creative the woo way the woo way Dao poo all these other kind of creative um stillness is the key kind of thing yeah all those kind of creative outlets actually build on your creativity in general yeah it's taking time out yeah as opposed to just constantly being kind of clocked on and logged in yeah you feel more fruitful when you've been playing oh what yeah that was weird wasn't it um what i mean is you feel just a bit more excited when you like play and do fun shit well you just like me i feel more creative when i've had like a day of skateboarding or like weightboarding or like i've been for like a like a swim like just doing stuff that's like not for a purpose yeah it's it's for no it's just taking a bit of time out. Cause, yeah. But it's like we mentioned... Fruitful, fruit. playful, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's like we mentioned um, Frozen and Frozen 2. I watched, so I yeah. watched those on the plane back from um, from Sydney to the UK. And I was like, I'll just put this shit on. Like, mm-hmm. awful. I don't like sitting down watching movies because I feel guilty that I'm wasting time. Yeah. Which is like, I don't think that's true at all. No, but, but you, just, feel, you feel it, you can't help it. Yeah, I feel that I can't help it and I'm just like, oh, I'll put one of these I'll put this shit on yeah and at the end of it I was like holy shit that was brilliant yeah and that little snowman Olaf pops up so much knowledge and like Disney movies (laughs) (laughs) you know they have all of these really good messages threaded throughout that you just did you just didn't notice 10 years ago yeah you just ignore them don't you yeah I really want to read some of the like Disney like Jungle Book I want to read um is Alice in Wonderland Disney because apparently that's a good book Mm mm-hmm um, yeah, you get a lot of hippies that like Alice in Wonderland, I think. Oh, I should read that then. Yeah. I'm like a wannabe hippie. Yeah, you're, you're like a, a Western hippie. Western version? Yeah. Like a Western, what is it? They call it weird. It's like Western educated, industrialised or like something like that. And it's a way of what? describing people from the West okay. that are from like an upbringing where they've had a good education. Um, like they're in a politically stable country stuff like that um so you're one of them but hippie okay thanks for that thanks for that label <laughs> i would say i'm on my way okay. <laughs> i'm getting there is that i have nothing looking, more to add you have to like that. nothing more to add to that you're just looking at me blank i'm like i haven't done a podcast in real life yet lucy you were like this oh, is yeah, this, this is, is like prompt response prompt response okay. <laughs> i'm just getting no response <laughs> just staring like, so basically you're weird yeah you're basically weird and you're like, great, well, don't say that to me. I definitely I didn't consider your feelings before I said that. I'm really sorry about it. <laughs> I'm still more offended by the slap thing. <laughs> what about saying the word? <laughs> I'm calling... Yeah, f- 
for books. Okay. Not boys. No. Books. Less boys, more books. And less the boys meet people. <laughs> Stop I'm staring nothing, at me. I'm nothing to say Literally that. nothing. Do you want me to ask you a question? Um, about books. I can do, yeah. Okay, know. what are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading, I'm still finishing The Tower of Pooh. I think yep. I've got um, maybe a fifth of that book to go. So I'll finish okay. that on the train back today. Nice. Um, I've just ordered Shoe Dog because you told me it was a good book. Yeah. And it's one that I've seen floating around a lot, but haven't actually. I was like, oh, I've heard that's good. I should pick that up. I should pick that up. I should pick that up. Yeah. And then I keep thinking books just find their way to you. Yeah. Not like People... literally just, you know, posted through your letterbox. But I always think that as soon as I've finished one, a book will come around or someone will say, you need to read this. And I'll yeah. think, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll jump on that. And then you do and you're like, Shit, I'm so glad I read this. I yeah. should have read this five years ago. Yeah, definitely. But some of the books that I'll read now, if I tried to read them five years ago, I just wouldn't have... Yeah, no, you wouldn't have taken it in. Wouldn't have taken it in, wouldn't have understood them. Sometimes you don't even take it in at the time, and then six months later you realise, oh, that's why I read that book. Exactly. I'm now prepared for this situation. I wouldn't be if I hadn't read it in that book about how people deal with it in, like, the correct manner. It's like the lessons stick when you read them, which I think is one of the... um, one of the kind of hidden premises of reading books is that you read them and then, you know, once you finish them, it's not like you finish them and then you never use them again. It's that kind no. of information and tools are in there. Yeah, people use it forever. Constantly moving forward. Like people might learn something from a book that they tell everyone that they meet. That was like me when I first started reading books. I was just telling everyone to just enjoy the process. Because Mark Manson's like first book, so I was just, everyone just needs to enjoy the process. Is that the first book you read? Yeah, I think so. I'm not giving yeah. Yeah, it was that, and then, like, Chimp Paradox, I think. Yeah. Because I could tell I was depressed. <laughs> Screamed depression in those books. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. <laughs> no? No, I wouldn't say so. I think whenever anyone's in a bit of a slump, I'm like, yeah, get settled out. Don't give a fuck. Get yourself out of it. I'd say lost And if anyone's like... No, but I'm talking, like, That's the book wide, that you give out widespread. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in, like, widespread books, like... You'll see that orange book and people like, and you're like, you're just getting into reading. Do you know, I nearly didn't, I didn't want to read that because everyone was reading it and yeah. everyone was speaking about it. And I was like, mm. oh. It's not hippie enough. It's not cool. Well, it's, no, it's not that it's not hippie enough. I was it's just like, unique. I feel like I've just heard it all secondhand now. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah, stop giving a fuck what other people think. Great. It was like, oh, that's how you have <laughs> Then you start doing it. You're like, nope. It's quite liberating. <laughs> um, yeah, that is the way I do it. I think we've almost done an hour. Have we? Jesus. Okay. We've shot the shit. Yeah, we've shot the shit. That's right. three books filled up and four, five, six. Yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready to call it quits, but I just where can people find you? Um uh I, I don't know, on Instagram. Oh my god. I don't write about books on Instagram. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll put everything that you need to know about Lucy in the description here, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it. It's, I love how you're, just, it's, you're useless at this. Yeah, yeah I'll just take the, the mic. It's uh, it's at microwave, Lord Lucy. Microphone. Any underscores or anything? No, no it's underscores. At Lord Lucy. Which sounds really pretentious, but it's just my last name in front of my first name because my first name is Lucy, and your last name is Lord, but you've swapped them around. Original, really. Yeah. Cunning your med. Does it, 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 it doesn't really. It, to be as fair, well. it sounds very good with your name, but you've got that. Your website as well. You have got loads of recipes yeah, on there. Yeah, that's all kind of recipes and um, yeah and. Yeah, just kind of skills about cooking, trying to get more people into the kitchen. Yeah, nice. And you obviously, you just hate talking about yourself. I just see how uncomfortable you are. But one of the best bakes I know, Lucy brought me down some cookies to come down here. They were 
fantastic and she's got a cookbook coming out at some point next year yeah that'll be i think oh um that'll be early next spring i think yeah and um haven't finished it yet but it's kind of been my little lockdown project yeah so it's been i think what was funny about lockdown or the whole kind of covid epidemic is all the restaurants are closing all the cafes are closing and suddenly everyone's like in their kitchen, you know, making, churning up banana yeah. breads. Everyone's tagging you in their banana bread stories. Well, not so much me, but more so like, I don't think it's because they were making banana breads before, but it's because when we're all kind of confined to our house, you kind of lose that sense of community and connection. Yeah. And somehow through, you know, baking, through cooking, it kind of, it gives, you know, it, yeah. it's like a representation of that. Yeah, I agree. So it's kind of been my little my little side project through through lockdown is to try and capture um, a bigger reason behind baking other than or eating yeah. or cooking in general other than just you know a need to eat. Maybe that'll be my spin off <laughs> podcast. That can be your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a need to eat. But I think rather than just it becoming you know a means to an end, it, it has so much more reason. Like food has so much more of a reason behind it other yeah. than just, you know, I'm hungry, I need to eat. It just, you know, it brings people together. It's kind of a connection thing. It, you know, has an element of happiness or, you know, emotion, emotional attachment for that. it. Yeah. So it's trying to, you know, capture that within recipes, within a cookbook. That's a lovely way to put it. Thanks. I've never heard you speak about it like that. <laughs> no, I've never spoken about it's it. It's really nice to see that, how passionate you are about it. Thank you. No, I've really, I've re I'm really excited about it and I've, really i think enjoy trying to make something that's more than just just a cookbook that you might yeah you know, get one or two recipes like there's more meaning there's more gravitas behind it yeah so i look at like i mean i can't see Susie's cookbooks i'm sure no. she's got plenty yeah she's got a lot yeah but like i look at the cookbooks i have on my shelf or like the cut the food magazines that i have and i'm like which ones do i go back to and pick up more and more and it's, it's because there's you know more of a reason to pick them up other than just yeah a good recipe yeah, very true. So, yeah, that'll be early spring next year. That's mad. Well, I will definitely be shouting about it all through the podcast. There'll be, might even be my first proper ad slot, but obviously you won't have to pay me. I'll just, I'll just spread the word. I'll review it if it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Thank, thank you, you for joining me. Got any, any last bits for, no, for the girls that. and boys that are listening? We got nothing. Right, well that's the end of the podcast as i said thank you very much for listening as always you can find us on instagram it's at a need to read you can find lucy on instagram as we said there at lord lucy and she's got a website as well uh, which is going to be in the description of this episode so thank you very much for listening once again guys um i'll be back soon with another book review for you